Listeners, remember when everyone was doing juice cleanses and was basically hangry all the time? Well, there's a better, more sustainable way to lose weight. Row provides access to the most popular weight loss shots on the market. The Row Body Program pairs a weekly shot with healthy lifestyle changes so you can lose 15 to 20% of your weight in a year on average and actually keep it off. Rose partners handle all the insurance paperwork to help get medication covered. If eligible for medication, patients have access to their provider on demand for any questions. You can sign up online from the comfort of your own home. This means no scheduling a doctor's appointment, no commute to the doctor's office, and no waiting rooms. Average weight loss is 15 to 20% in one year with healthy lifestyle changes. BMI and other eligibility criteria apply. Go to Roe co slash clink sign up today and you'll pay just $99 for your first month and $145 after that medication costs are separate that's ro.co slash clink listeners did you know that an estimated 5 billion plastic hand soap and cleaning bottles are thrown away each year and if that's not bad enough most cleaning formulas are 90 percent water which is heavy to ship leading to excessive carbon emissions plus those products are often filled with nasty ingredients like chlorine and ammonia that's a lose-lose situation for you and the planet nobody's trying to have that enter blue land blue land is on a mission to eliminate single-use plastic by reinventing cleaning essentials to be better for you and the planet with the same powerful clean you're used to. The idea is simple. They offer refillable cleaning products with a beautiful cohesive design that looks great on your counter. Fill your reusable bottles with water, drop in the tablets, and wait for them to dissolve. Genius! You'll never have to grab bulky cleaning supplies on your grocery run again. Refill start at just $2.25. Blue Land is trusted in over 1 million homes, including mine, y'all. When I received my first shipment of Blue Land, I was blown away by how this simple concept just makes so much sense. It's so easy. You just drop the tablet into the stylish functional bottles and get your clean on. I love the subscription option because I am not trying to get one more bulky item in my cart. Blue Land products really get the job done and leave my home smelling so fresh and clean. Blue Land has a special offer for our listeners. Right now, get 15% off your first order by going to blueland.com slash clink. You won't want to miss this, guys. Blueland.com slash clink for 15% off. Hi, and welcome to Housewives of True Crime. Welcome. Welcome. I am Tabitha. Give me Dateline, white wine, and I'll pick up your kids in the carpool line. The next day, right? Yeah, the next day. Okay. And I am Gretchen. I like white wine, true crime, and in bed by nine because I have a lot of stuff to do in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) We are housewives of true crime. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Welcome. Welcome. Housewives of True Crime. That's right. Monday morning edition. Monday morning. How was your weekend? Well, I'll tell you about my last weekend since we're recording on Friday. It was, uh, well, balls to the walls because my daughter has a uh, volleyball tournament, but she also has a broken arm. So she was a cheerleader. 
a bench warmer. That's how I, that's how I like to roll. <laughs> Is that how you were even without a broken arm? <laughs> oh my God. If I was totally, I was like, I'll make the posters. Don't put me in. I'll just hold them up. No, Root for my she team. wants to be playing so bad. And you guys, I have to be there all day. All day. Well, you should you should get her some rhinestones and some of those markers they make the poster with and have her, you know, release some creative energy and be a good team player. You're right. You're, for the future games. You're right. And then you know what? At the end of the year, they'll give her like some pity award like they did me. Like most spirited. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. I think she will be able to play eventually once she gets off her cast off. So that's why we're sticking it out and going to the okay. tournaments at 730 in the morning. Oh, but other than that, we went to a an escape room. Yeah, I still haven't done that. I love it. It is I know, you love so it. So fun, you guys. And we invited another couple and they and their kid and they were like, no, we can't do it. It we're you know, it's not our thing. I can't get myself to get in the room. It's like, it's not scary, you guys. It's not. But are you guys like, does no one want to do an escape room with you more than once? Because I, I feel like you're probably pretty competitive about it. It's a team effort. So everybody works together to get out of the room. So it, it's... You're not like competing against another family. No. You oh, go okay. in and there's okay. clues all over the room and you you figure out all these clues and you put them together and then one clue unlocks another clue, unlocks another clue, unlocks a new door and a new room. And it's really fun. So if you guys haven't done it, it's definitely a great activity. And it's not scary. My kids love it. It's not it's scary. Good. So do it, Gretchen. It's good. Okay, I'll do it. I'm down. Well, we got ourselves out and about. We went to the zoo, the safari park. Surprise, surprise. It's outdoors. The zoo again. <laughs> well, I got passes. You know, I'm cheap. Yeah. So, and our passes are about to run out. So we went to the zoo and we had a rare sighting. The tigers were El Fuego. Okay. They were walking around or whatever. And I'm like, listen, I'm well-versed in tigers. Like most of us are now since the tiger yeah. king. They're pacing back and forth. I'm like, that's not a good sign. Oh, they're, they're miserable. They're, they're hungry. That, that, that Carol Baskin says they're miserable when they're doing that. Oh, no. Really? Yeah. So, anywho. Um, then one of the tigers started making the most horrendous noise. Like, ah! Ah! Oh, my God. What yeah. is going on? It was bananas, right? So I announced like, oh, shit, that tiger has COVID. <gasps> That's the tiger COVID cough. Yeah. You know, by the way, they can get COVID. I know. I thought everyone knew that. But apparently only one out of like the 20 people standing around me thought that was amusing because everybody else just gave me a big old dirty oh look. <laughs> That's so funny. So, um, well, you won are in California, so it's kind of hard to make a joke about COVID still. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Um, but maybe you're on to something. Dude, that tiger had COVID. Okay. I think you might be right. Yeah. Just saying. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Well, that that trumps my 
<laughs> Don't say Trump. Oh, right. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Not on this podcast. We're talking okay. about Trump. I'm talking about COVID. We're canceled. <laughs> if you want to know more, check out our patreon.com forward slash housewives of true crime. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, inside joke, but you would get it if you're a Patreon listener. Yeah. Um, if you are not, then you are going to be super stoked on this case that Gretchen's going to tell us today. She's been working real hard on it. Trust me. Yeah. True story. Okay, should we get to Let's it? Let's get to it. Today's episode is listener suggestion from Allison Parisi. Parsley, Parisi. How else could I say it? Percy, one of those. Can you, okay? what's, how do you spell it? P-A-R-I-S-E-Y. Parisi. That's what Parisi. I think. Like she's Parisi. Like she goes to Paris yeah, a lot. Like she's Parisi. Okay. okay. And it is the case of Courtney Coco. Courtney Coco is a very sweet name. I, you know, I love those, the k names. Yeah, and it's kind of funny because it's like Courtney Cox and her daughter Coco. Yeah, it is. Okay. I know, right? Okay. I've never known anyone with the last name Coco. It's cute, though. Well, Miss Courtney grew up in Alexandria, Louisiana. Population about 47,000. Not too small. Not too big. You can buy yourself a home there for a three-bedroom for about 100000 That's a real good price. That is a real good deal. I think, I feel like you can't, you can't even pour a foundation right now for that much money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Courtney was raised by her mom and stepfather and thrived growing up there. She was a good student and a cheerleader. And in 2004, at the age of 19, she had a bright future on the horizon. Courtney was attending her first semester of college, and her dream was to pursue criminal justice. Mm, I like that. Of course. Right? Of course, her mom thought it was real weird. She was interested in serial killers <laughs> and stuff like we like. But, you know. I don't know the feeling. She, that, yeah, I don't know the <laughs> feeling either, right? So that did not stop her. So she's like the responsible type, which is why her mama asked her to feed her dogs for her while she went out of town for the weekend. Her mother and her husband were going camping like they did every year, the opening day of squirrel season. Yeah, that's what I did said, you, squirrel season. Like you can actually kill squirrels? It's a season? Yeah, I Yes, I needed to know more about that, too. So I'm going to tell you, it's a real thing. According to the Louisiana Fish and Wildlife website, you must be 16 and have a permit and you can kill eight squirrels a, a day. A day. During season. During season. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. My daughter would cry just hearing that. I know. But, you know. What do they say? Different strokes, different folks, yes. you know, whatever. Yes. You know, a lot of people out here kill the wild hogs because it's a situation. It's a situation. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, I don't I think I don't I don't know if there's a season, but I'm pretty sure they do it all season long, all seasons. Yeah. I think they're destructive. I think that maybe 
some people appreciate that. I also looked up the best way to eat squirrel, and it should be no surprise to you that the interweb says it is fried. (laughs) So, I mean, if you fry it, I'll probably eat it, right? I would not eat it, period. (laughs) I think don't squirrels carry like rabies and stuff? I don't I don't know. I think you just fry the shit out of okay. it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No thanks. That's that's not not in my wheelhouse, but not in your repertoire. You know what? If other people okay. want to do it, I don't buy buy all meats. What? Yeah. Right? Sure. I think fry it, give it some hot sauce. I take a bite. Okay. So, anyways, Courtney's mom, Stephanie, came home from her trip and she noticed her dogs seemed real hungry. She had like real cute little Pomeranians. And she thought Courtney just must have not been there that day to feed them yet, but she didn't really think much of it. She tried giving her a call and she didn't hear back from her and she didn't think too much about that either because Courtney's a busy girl. And so whatever, I'm sure if she's like me, when she gets home from camping, there's so much to do, clean, unpack, you know, blah, blah, blah. So, well, the next day, she gets a phone call from a police officer and he asks to speak with Courtney and she tells him, well, she doesn't live here. I'm her mother. Is there a problem? And he says, well, there might be. There was a body found in Texas with Courtney's class ring on the finger. So do you know where your daughter is? Oh, that's real graphic for... Um, yeah, and, and it's the kind of thing you expect an officer to give you a knock on the door for. Right? I mean, the whole thing sounds real off. Yeah. Or, you know, like not, what do you call it? Like non-sympathetic at all. Non-sympathetic. Yeah, that I would agree. Right. Okay. Well, she doesn't know where her daughter is, but she assumes there is a mistake or someone stole Courtney's ring. I mean, you know, imagine getting that right. kind of phone call. The poor woman is just spinning and panicking. And her husband comes home to be with her. And when they still can't get a hold of Courtney, they decide to send a relative to do the 200-mile drive to Winnie, Texas, to see if the body found was Courtney. And sadly, he was able to identify her. She had just gotten a butterfly tattoo on her lower back. And so he just knew it was her for sure. Courtney had been found in an abandoned building with no pants on and her legs out like she had been posed. But she had not been sexually assaulted and there were no marks on her body. A toxicology report was done, and she did not have any drugs in her system. So what the fuck happened to Courtney? Right? Yeah. Her mother had seen her on Friday at 3.30 before she left for her camping trip. And her friend Jackie said she was with her that night. And her and Courtney had been driving around smoking pot until she dropped her off. But that doesn't really make sense because there was no marijuana in Courtney's system. Also, Courtney had been having some wholesome fun, playing dominoes with a couple of friends at her house. And we know that because the game was still left out, along with cigarette butts and empty Dr. Pepper cans. 
and even the scorecard from that night's game. Hmm. So that sounds real <sighs> PG, G-rated. Pretty much. I mean, cigarettes are not good for you, but who doesn't love Dr. Pepper? Okay. Then that's PG-13. Okay. Agreed. So Courtney's mother knows that they questioned Jackie, and even though her story didn't make sense, they didn't, like, pursue it any further, and they didn't follow up with figuring out who else was at Courtney's place playing dominoes. A week after Courtney was found dead, her car was found in Houston with two people driving it, who told the police they were given the car in exchange for some crack. And those people were let go. But I mean, in fairness, I guess that happens a lot when people want to ditch a car. They just drop it off in a bad neighborhood and, you know, with the key in it. So in Courtney's car, when they retrieved it, they found a laminated obituary of Courtney's friend, Shamika Garnett who had just been murdered and left in a ditch whose car was also stolen two months prior. Hmm. Now, that's quite a coinky date, right? It's too much of a coincidence to me. Now, let me tell you, there are people who think these two cases are connected. They are eerily similar. But there's just not a lot out there written about Shamika besides that she was last seen at a party And four days later, she was found, and the cause of death in her case was ruled strangulation. Her case is still listed as cold and hasn't garnered as much attention as Courtney's, but I did some digging, and I want to tell you about Shamika because her story really deserves to be told, too. And so at the end, I'm going to tell you what I found. Okay. But for now, just know that Courtney and Shamika were friends and were seen together not too long before Shamika was murdered. Okay, so after Courtney's car turned up, her phone was found separately in the possession of a 15-year-old boy who said he had just bought it for $10. But finding the phone didn't lead to any leads either, just like the car. It doesn't seem like at the time in the days immediately following Courtney being discovered that the police were really following up on leads. This is partly to blame because Courtney was from Louisiana and that's where she was last seen alive, but her body was found in Texas. So there was like a dispute over whose case this was. I hate when that happens. Yeah. The detective in Texas that assumed responsibility for the case initially was kind of stonewalled by the Alexandria, Louisiana PD. He says they didn't disclose evidence that they had taken from Courtney's house, and they painted a picture of Courtney as being like a known drug addict. And I mean, obviously, that's not true. Mm-hmm. She she didn't even have any drugs in her system, you know, and she was holding down a job, going to school, you know. She sounds right? pretty straight edge. Yeah. Yeah. Also, a real odd thing was in the process of ruling out the family as being involved, 
they subjected Courtney's sister to a five-hour-long polygraph. And at some point, she had had enough and walked out. Five hours? Five hours, yeah. The next day, though, she returned. Well, I mean, at this point, her family is like putting all of their faith in the police department. And so they're like, you just got to go back and do it, you know? Well, the Alexandra Police Department told the Texas detective that the family was uncooperative based on that, right? But And they never told him that she came back the next day and that it was five hours. Yeah. Right? And also, the Alexandra Police Department could never produce the people of interest that this Texas detective needed to follow up with. And so eventually the Texas police department told this detective, you've got to let it go because we keep putting the bill for you to go to Alexandria and you keep coming back with nothing. So the Alexandria PD is not like treating Courtney's house like a crime scene and testing the evidence or anything like that. But her family at the time was assuming that they were because they wouldn't let them in her house. After 18 days, Courtney's sister was able to finally be allowed to go inside so that she could get Courtney's cat. Is the cat still alive? The cat was still alive 18 damn days. You know, those cats, they really are resilient, man. Right? When she got there, she noticed that Courtney's leopard print comforter was missing from her bed and her TV was still on. So based on that, they started theorizing she could have been killed in her home and wrapped in the comforter and then driven to Texas. Mm -hmm. That's like a likely scenario, right? So her family is kind of putting the pieces together. They also got Courtney's cell phone records. They found that her phone was active until 2 a.m. and then it stopped. And then at 4 a.m., four different numbers were called. The family asked the police to follow up with who was on the receiving end of the calls made. But they said that her friend Jackie, the one who had been dropped off after driving around smoking the pot that wasn't in Courtney's system, had her phone at that time and dialed some wrong numbers, which Mm. doesn't make sense on multiple levels, right? No. Because she doesn't say she was with Courtney at 4 a.m. in her initial statement. And also the numbers dialed were all like very different numbers. It's not like they were just off one digit. Right. So this girl is lying and we don't know why. And we don't know why the Alexandria PD doesn't seem to care. There is an insinuation by Courtney's mother that this girl, Jackie, had like family history or something with the officers working the case. And that's why they never pressed her very hard for more information. But they didn't. And so the case went cold. So Courtney's mother calls the police department for years asking for updates and how the investigation is going And they keep giving her the runaround until she informs them that she is going to need some records from the case because she was introduced to a retired homicide detective turned podcast host that was willing to look into it. 
His name is Woody Overton, and his podcast is Real Life, Real Crime. And much of the details I have given you are surmised from interviews on his podcast. So Woody is the real deal. He's a homicide detective, and he cuts to the chase, and he says fuck a lot, (laughs) and he knows his shit. So, like, we love him, okay? Side note, his podcast is, like, totally unedited, so there's a lot of pauses. So you have to get over that when you're listening to it. I would say that's my only criticism. Other than that, Woody's great. The Alexandra PD were not super enthusiastic about Courtney's mom bringing Woody on the scene. I mean, obviously, they should be stoked about this accomplished detective willing to put some fresh eyes on the case. But their response was like, oh, yeah, you don't need anyone else to work on the case, although it's been 15 years. We're going to we're going to get to it. Oh, and we just remembered we've still got some of Courtney's blood and we're going to retest it and see if anything has changed. Well, this time when they tested her blood, they found it had lethal doses of tramadol and alcohol in it. And so they told Courtney's mama, her death was actually an overdose. This is so crazy. It is so crazy. I mean, don't come for me, Louisiana, but I hear more fucking corrupt shit out of that state than anywhere else. It is really bad. It's really bad. I mean, what a bunch of bullshit. I feel like Georgia has like the same sort of situation going on. <laughs> Georgia, I think, is a close second, but Louisiana, yeah. Okay. So, I mean, even if she had somehow overdosed, how did she end up half naked in Texas 200 miles away? Yeah, it doesn't make sense. Okay. So this new information about the blood test does not deter Courtney's mother. It probably fueled her even more to cooperate with Woody and get some answers. And he did. Woody put his detective skills to use and also told Courtney's story on his podcast. And word got out around Alexandria that they were pleading for any information so that Courtney's family could get some peace and justice after all these years. You have heard me talk about my language learning skills with Rosetta Stone, and I'm telling you, I'm getting really good at it. I learned a little bit of Japanese before we went to Japan last year, and I really love the French language, so I'm learning French at the moment. Bonjour, bonsoir. I'm even getting a little bit of the accent down. Not very good, but I'm I'm getting there. And with Rosetta Stone, it makes it so easy. I download it on my phone. I learn it in the car. It is awesome. You can do it on your desktop, wherever you find it convenient. They are there for you. And they have 25 languages, you guys, that you can use. And right now they are giving a lifetime membership for 50% off. So you can learn as many languages as you want for your entire life, which is amazing. And the best part is, It starts off, you know, with just words and then phrases and then sentences, and then you should be able to have a conversation with somebody that also knows the language, which is 
you know, my entire goal. So don't put off learning that language. There is no better time than right now. Seriously, get started before your summer vacay. The, our listeners get 50% off the lifetime membership. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem it today at rosettastone.com forward slash today. This episode is sponsored by Astapro. Thanks Astapro for providing Tab and I with samples. Shout out to all my allergy suffering friends out there. You know how they say it's that time of year for allergies? Well, for me, it sort of feels like it's always that time of year. I thought I had tried everything until I recently discovered Astapro. Astapro is the first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It is the fastest 24-hour over-the-counter allergy spray. It starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24-hour steroid-free allergy spray. Astapro delivers full prescription strength, indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose, and sneezing. Get fast-acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. That's A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. It's faster, bro. Use as directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing, and itchy nose due to allergies. Clink, clink. It freaking worked. Woody got tips and followed up with interviews, and in a matter of seven weeks, he had four sworn affidavits from four different people that separately said they were all told by the killer that he was responsible for Courtney's death. The person who was responsible for Courtney's death had 37 arrests on his record and had managed to serve hardly any time. So kind of allegedly, the theory is that he was an informant for the Alexandra Police Department, and that's why they had been protecting him for all these years. Allegedly. Okay. Okay. Allegedly, there's some real crooked shit going down. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the persons who had information about the killer was his ex-girlfriend. According to her, one day, her then-boyfriend brought home a brand-new comforter set, and it was leopard print. It, like, tripped her out at the time because, you know, not a lot of guys um, go out and buy a new leopard print anything, right? right? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) She later learned after Courtney had passed away that Courtney's comforter was leopard print, but the one her boyfriend had brought home was new. So that was just like a creepy coincidence. But then she went over to his mama's house and his mom had the exact same comforter and she had gotten it from her son. I mean, it doesn't really prove anything, but it's weird. You know, it's weird. It's real weird. Woody also uncovered uncovered information about another suspect who also was involved and had voluntarily given up information about Courtney that had not been released to the public. So it's pretty clear that, you know, these two are are bad guys. So, you know, let's arrest them. Mm -hmm. It's justice o'clock, right? So Woody 
handed everything over to the district attorney and the Alexandra PD. And at that point, you know, it's out of his hands. It took two years and a lot of pressure from the community for an arrest to be made. But in April 2021, David Anthony Burns was arrested and charged with the second-degree murder of Courtney Coco. His indictment says he killed her during the perpetration of an attempted robbery. Okay, so let me tell you about this douche. He was never named on the podcast until he was arrested, but word had gotten around Alexandria who the suspect in question was Mm -hmm. that was being referred to on the podcast. So he decided to do a Facebook Live one night and talk about it. This guy. It's on this guy. It's on wow. YouTube, so I'm I'm going to play some of it for you. My lawyer told me not to bring him no more. I'm coming after y'all. Not physically. Come and hit your wallets. I promise you. Y'all ain't got to worry about who's fighting over the money or nothing no more. Because you're going to have to give it up. You have put my name across a national podcast for no reason. With no evidence. In a small town where now you can't walk in the store and buy a piece of gum without somebody looking at you crazy or wanting to swing on you or jump on you. Well... If you want to swing on me or jump on me, go ahead. I'll just add you right to the list because I have plenty of you that have messaged me and I have photoshopped it all, I promise you. Mr. Woody, with your podcast, ever comment. Mr. Rocky Pillman, thank you, sir. My mom always told me this town would make me rich. So, I mean... What I get from that is he walked around after the podcast aired, maybe a little spooked, but also so cocky that he thought he could get paid. Yeah, like we're going to pay like for like defamation of character, you know, right, which is like, please, I'm sure please sue these people because what that means is a civil suit and then you're going to have to get deposed and then you're going to have to talk. So, you know, whatever. So obviously that's, he's just empty threats. Yeah. Okay. And I mean, it's crazy because he was never named, but by putting like people in the town must've known who he was, but he was never named on the podcast. And so by putting out this video, he kind of outed himself like nationally because the video went viral amongst all the podcast followers. So David Anthony Burns finally being charged it's probably due to multiple factors. I mean, public pressure, but also it had been so long that some people had retired from the Alexandra Police Department that had probably been holding things up. So there was a new detective, Detective Tanner Dryden, on the Alexandria Police Department who was assigned the cold case in 2018. And he is the one who finally pursued David's arrest. He held a press press conference after the arrest was made, and he stated that 
Burns had been a suspect since 2011 when people had come forward and said that he had made incriminating statements about himself killing Courtney. Mm -hmm. He also said that recently he had located a witness that identified Burns in a lineup as the person that he saw backing out of the building where Courtney's body was later found. This witness also remembers Courtney's car and seeing the Louisiana plates. The detective said that they also have DNA from Courtney's car and that they are currently testing it. Since his arrest and bail being set at $500,000, he's He's been locked up. He has requested that his bail be reduced to 50000 You know, he'll only have to pay like $5,000 of that. But, you know, that's how bail works. But the judge is not set to hear his request for bond reduction until January 31st, 2022. So coming right up. Coming right up. And that is when the date for the trial will be set. So I'm sure when the trial happens, we will learn a lot more about how he was connected to Courtney and possibly Shamika. I think everyone is thankful for an arrest was finally made, and it doesn't matter what motivated to do it as long as they did it. But I mean, at the press conference and, you know, everything the police department says, like they don't give Woody any credit. They don't. No, at all. I mean, and I think he, I mean, he kind of went out of his way to say like, no, 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 no. We knew all about David Burns. You know, he's a suspect since 2011. It's like, okay, well, then why don't you do shit about it in 2011? Yeah, like they didn't do anything about it. So yeah, you didn't know enough. Yeah. So, I mean, whatever. Doesn't matter as long as. We've got our guy. Hopefully, they will arrest suspect number two. If you want a real deep dive down this case, then you can go back and listen to Woody kind of uncover it all. It's time-consuming, but it's um, interesting. So now back to Shamika. Okay, obviously, I stumbled onto her story because I was learning about Courtney. Right. I wanted to know more. And one of the things that struck me was she's a pretty girl. You can tell from the picture that is used for articles and everything. But the picture that they use is a mugshot. That's really the only picture you see of her. When you see pictures of Courtney, they are all her with her family or in her cheerleading uniform. So I wondered, you know, why Why? didn't Shamika's family provide them with pictures people could connect with? I mean, it shouldn't matter that, I mean, who cares that she has a mugshot? It's completely irrelevant. I mean, it could have been drugs, petty theft, jaywalking. I mean, I don't know. I Her murder deserves like the same integrity that every other person gets, right? Mm-hmm. But I still don't know if her family was ever asked to provide photos for the media. I did find one picture of her. And so that's not the mugshot. So I will post that one. I did find her family on social media and they have a presence on the real life, real crime podcast group page and they want answers. And 
you know, justice for their sister and daughter, and I hope they get them. I did see that Woody commented directly to Shamika's sister that he would reach out to her and that he knew that Shamika and Courtney were friends. And so I hope with the upcoming trial that we will learn more about how all these people are connected. While I was digging up information about Shamika's family, sadly, I found that her brother Julius is incarcerated for first-degree murder, aggravated rape, and robbery since 2015. Yeah. He was given a life sentence, and it was a brutal crime. And I am glad he is where he belongs. But at the same time, I mean, it's just like just a whole other type of grief that Shamika's family has had to go through on top of losing Shamika so senselessly and violently. Gosh, yeah. So sad. And so, again, I hope that they get some peace, at least for her at some point. Mm. That is... So I feel like the police department just doesn't want to do any work for anybody. They're really kind of being a little prejudiced. Yeah, I would. I would agree. Mm -hmm. And I hope that all comes out at the trial. And I hope that people continue to, you know, speak up for Shamika, too. Yeah. I mean, how did this guy know Both of these girls had attempts to be some kind of robbery. Shamika owned a car, too. So maybe he just was going around robbing people. Like young girls, young pretty girls that looked vulnerable. Yeah. She found 200 miles away with her pants off and looking posed. I don't know. Posed. That is more information I think we're going to find out during the trial. One of the things that is discussed on the podcast is that for who someone to do that, they were angry or they had like some kind of grudge mm-hmm. against Courtney, right? To like actually, they didn't just dump her, they actually posed her. And the way this abandoned building, it kind of looks like an old garage or something. If they would have just dumped her like behind the wall, she wouldn't have been discovered for God knows how long. Right. Yeah. They it's like they wanted her to be found, found. That sounds like some sort of serial killer to me. Yeah. So I think there was also some talk about Courtney was going to purchase like a ATV or something. Mm -hmm. And this guy knew about it. So he must have known. You can imagine he knew she probably had some money stashed away or something. So, I mean, I don't know about Shamika having money stashed away, but, you know, same kind of thing. Maybe he was just like some scumbag who kept his ears open and was like, I can rob young, vulnerable girls. Yeah. But a lot of this is like kind of like hearsay. So we'll be like following the trial and finding out more. Oh, my God. You know what I can't wait to find out more about is... Brian Laundrie's notebook. Yeah, today it just came out that, well, they didn't say much, but they said it's 
he admits guilt. Yeah, the FBI said that it his notebook contains statements. I'm just glad they can still read it. And I don't know why that makes me happy because all these fuckers like never admit that they're guilty. Right. So just, yeah. So, and I mean, it doesn't matter why or, you know, like whatever. I care more about him saying why maybe to his family than hers. Well. They need to accept that he did this. His family does. Right. I mean, her family knows he did it. They probably want to know why also, but it doesn't matter. They took their, he took their daughter from them. Yeah. So. Yeah. Man. Let me tell you something. So on our Patreon, Gretchen talked about getting the dip flu from her, from her nails. Oh my God. And who knew we had so many dip queens. I know. In our group. So can you believe it? You're not the only one that has dipped their nails and got some sort of respiratory situation. I don't know if that should mean to everybody out there that maybe you shouldn't be dipping your nails. But do you also see that they continue to dip because it looks so damn good? It does look good. Yeah. Listen, Aubrey posted this picture of her nails. They look real good. I posted a picture to, or I didn't post a picture. I sent a picture of my nails to Gretchen today. My hands looked 80 years old. Aubrey's? My hands look 80 years old. Aubrey's are beautiful. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We have gotten a little older, I noticed in that picture you posted. Uh, 12 years older. Yeah, 12 years older. I I always, yeah, I I didn't realize I was such a baby. Children take a lot out of you. I think it is. It's being married with children. Married with children. (laughs) Remember that show? I used to love that show. And I think it was probably be totally inappropriate to be watching that at like 12 years old. Because that's for sure how old I was watching that show. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Oh, you know, someone else, I mentioned we would talk about this on the pod. Um, A listener would like to know what our name is for, like, the male Disco Biscuit. I know. I don't believe we have one. But so a Disco Biscuit, just to clarify, is really, it's not necessarily the, like, supermodel in the room. In fact, it probably isn't. It's like cute and funny, like someone we would like to hang out with. Right. That's like the definition. It doesn't have to be, you don't have to be super beautiful. But listen, Disco Biscuits always got their shit together. So they like are like it could be. Yeah. So they just are. Right. You know, because there's something their inner beauty projects. In any kind of way, right? Yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot of guys like that. I will say for you, that kind of guy would be Will Ferrell. Funny, tall, not attractive to me, but you find him attractive. The personality Um, draws you in. Is there anyone, any guy that you are attracted to that it's the personality? Me? Personally? Yeah. Mm Um. Oh my God, am I very superficial? 
<laughs> yes, yes, the answer is yes. Um, 100% there is. I just can't think of them right now off the top of I my ha- head. Smart people, you know, talk nerdy to me. Oh, that okay, I'll tell you who. Um, the lead singer of Coldplay, what's his name, Chris? Remember oh, that? Yeah, you do love him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. He is not my type at all. And I saw him perform at a really small function with maybe like 50 people. And he brought his kids up on stage and they sang. And it was just so magical. And I fell in love with him right there. So and he talked a lot. It was it was a charity function. So Yes, there are people that... So then you found that hot. I found that hot. I think... People are really broken up about this Jason Momoa and Lisa Bonet breakup. I know. I don't find him attractive at all. People... Like, I get it. People do. people he's are like a in manly love man. with him. Yeah. Yeah. I find Lisa Bonet stunning. Oh, 100%. Like, she gets better with age. She I know. It's is not disco fair, biscuit. man. It's not fair. So yeah, my friend that I play tennis with, her husband is, he's, I think he's part Indian, um, like from India. Mm-hmm. And the guy is, she's, she keeps telling me cause she's like white and she's like, he just gets better with age and I just age with age. She's I'm like, yeah, sometimes it just... <laughs> Sometimes it just works. It like just that. works like that. And so, actually, I somebody was asking what he looks like. I was like, he kind of looks like an '80s Chippendales guy. Um, <laughs> of course, <laughs> so, Chippendales on the brain. I was like, what? What is that called? What is it? What is a disco biscuit man? It's not a disco. Got- it could be a biscuit though, just a biscuit. I'm down with that. I think he's disco. Disco balls. Disco balls. <laughs> He's full disco balls. If we just keep calling, we call like handsome guys disco balls. I mean, okay. I think it's nice. I think that is it. I don't think I'm open for suggestions. Sometimes these ideas just come to me. It must be the dip flu. Oh my God. It definitely is the dip flu. That stuff goes right to your brain. Right? <laughs> All right. Well, I guess that's a WAP for today, Gretchy Poo. Uh, you yeah. guys, thank you for listening. Um, if you want more of us, like I say every week, we are on patreon.com forward slash housewives of true crime. And Gretchen just dropped a bonus crime this last week. So if you sign up now, you will hear another crime right away if you go to our most recent. And it is about the Playboy fantasy, basically but more than that and if you don't follow us on housewives of true crime group on facebook you can go there and if you would like to leave us a review we would very much appreciate it other than that have yourselves a wonderful week clink clink clink, clink. clink.